I've spoken on this podcast before about predictions and trends that I'm seeing in social media. And as a social media manager and somebody who does social media marketing, I'm acutely aware, probably more than the average user, about trends and things that I see in terms of marketing and digital marketing in the future. And toward that end, I'm seeing a new trend that to me is significant and maybe more significant moving forward in 2019 and 2020. Uh, having said that, this is something that I want you to keep in mind to keep an eye on for yourself because what you don't want and what I don't want and what I don't want for you is to spend your time on stuff that doesn't work, right? I don't want you spending time on things that isn't really going to matriculate into real advantage to you uh, now and down the road. So I'm going to try to pass on something that I see happening that I want you to put your eyes on this as well and keep an eye on it because I really believe that this is the way that social media is trending now and in the near future. And when I kind of break this down a little bit for you, I think you'll you'll probably agree and see that uh, the angle I'm coming from is probably true. I hope this helps. So hang tight. I just want to say, first of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to hear me out and listen to my thoughts on uh, things that I see happening in the near future of social media. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. This is a podcast that I produce on a weekly basis that is about ways that you can help to further market yourself for your career path in the future. So I talk about how to personally brand yourself, some things that I see that are working and can work, and some trends that I see in the industry of social media marketing and digital marketing in ways that artificial intelligence and automation are changing our economy and the way that we work and the way that we will work moving forward. So this is just an informational podcast uh, I produce for hopefully your benefit. And um, so keep tuning in for more good stuff. Okay, we're going to talk about my predictions for social media as a landline. Social media has always been an experimental form of communication in that we've been kind of inventing it as we've gone along to this point. It's been somewhat accidental. I don't know that there was ever a great plan for these platforms when Twitter and Facebook first came online a few years back. I don't know how solidly the developers of these platforms really foresaw the role that social media would have in the lives of individuals uh, every day. To the point that I heard yesterday that 50% of Americans get their news about what's going on from Facebook. Now, that is democratically problematic because there's a lot of news on Facebook and some of it is very good and well reported and some of it is really poorly reported and well poorly sourced. So, aside from that though, um, there have been some suggestions recently that there have been some trends in social media as far as usership, I saw a report recently that said that the number of users in the United States has kind of plateaued on social media, that we've kind of saturated the number of people who are going to be using social media, uh, and that overseas markets are growing. We're getting more users picking up in China and in Indonesia and other countries that are coming online with smartphone technology and more access to information, and that that's where we're going to see the future growth will be in 
uh, new markets that are developing, not necessarily a staid market like the United States is. So here are a couple of things I just want to bring to your attention, and I'll talk about my landline analogy here in a second. One is that according to uh, the Daily Mail UK, um, a third of millennials have permanently dropped off of their social media accounts. Now, this isn't a brand new story. This is something that was run in March of this year. So it's not like, you know, breaking news. But when I read this the first time when it came out in March, I said, that's not true. That's just, that's ridiculous. They'll be back, right? They're young people. They're just trying it out. They they say they're going, but they're not going to go anywhere. Social media is not going anywhere. And now I've kind of revised my thesis on this a little bit to say, it's not that they're dropping off of social media. It's that they're dropping off of mainline social media channels. And by that, I mean that they are more likely dropping off of Facebook, specifically, possibly Twitter, and that they are migrating towards Instagram and Snapchat. Now, you may say, so what? What does that even mean? Well, it means that, this is where my landline analogy comes in, that they're moving away from what would be considered a party line atmosphere, if you remember party lines back in the, the bad days of telephone, wherein you would join a line with multiple people on the phone and talk, right? You just chat, 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 chat. And it could be any number of people on the line with you. And let's just use this, the, the party line analogy that maybe you know some of these people, maybe you don't. Maybe they're saying, some people are saying things that you agree with, maybe they're not. Maybe they're the same political stripe you are, maybe they're not. Maybe they hold the same religious views you do, maybe they don't, etc. Now, you could see how, in a very short period of time, relatively speaking, that would become pretty annoying because you don't necessarily want to hear from everybody about what they think about everything. And you certainly don't want to share everything that you think with everybody. You prefer to curtail what you share about yourself to people that you want to, you know, the, in the same sense that you're not the same person around your grandmother that you are around your best friend, you know, you don't want to share the same kind of posts on a, a broad spectrum that way. And I think that's why we're seeing a migration away from Facebook specifically and Twitter in, in part, because it's hard to kind of funnel down that channel and be more discreet with what you share and who you share it with. Snapchat by design is meant to share a message one-on-one, peer-to-peer, or one to several people that you curtail that message to be whatever you want it to be, a video or a picture or a snap, and that it only lasts 24 hours. It doesn't last forever like Facebook does. Facebook is like an encyclopedia of your life. It, it never, ever goes away. So I think in that regard, that's one change that we're seeing from young people in particular that say they're migrating away from social media don't think they're migrating away from social media. I think they're migrating away from mainstream social media towards something that's more singular and more focused. Now, this brings up my landline analogy. So if you remember the back in the old days of telephones, that when the phone would ring in the house, any one person could pick up the line, but typically the phone call was only meant for one person. It was meant for my mom or my dad or me, typically, unless somebody else was visiting. So, in the same vein, I think that we're seeing social media go through the same kind of upheaval where instead of the phone ringing in the house and we all pick up the phone, three different phones at the same time, and all three of us join the call, 
three of us may pick up the phone, but only one of us is going to stay on the call. They'll say, oh, this, this calls for mom, and then dad and I would hang up. Or they'd say, this calls for me, and then my mom and dad would hang up, or what have you. So the idea being that you have a more singular focus in these channels where you see more people will want to relate to each other and relate about each other in a way that's less public, less uh, public form, less your mom and dad are watching the same conversation you're having with your peers, etc., and more into these kind of synchronized communities. Now, another social media platform that's not really caught on a great deal, but has the same kind of idea behind it, is uh, Vero. If you've not heard of Vero or tried it, it's interesting. I've been on Vero. I've tried it a couple times. It's an interesting platform because you can share um, a single post by degree almost. You could say, I want people who know me really well to see this and only people who know me really well. Or I want people who know me as an acquaintance and people who know me really well or whatever. There's like different varieties on the theme. And so that's an interesting concept because again, you can put parameters around what you're sharing and who's going to see it. So that way, not everything that you share has to be seen by everyone. And I think this is a kind of a something that, that Facebook has not really dealt with and maybe doesn't have the stomach to deal with or is not in its DNA, is to not be a platform where you share everything with everybody at the same time. That may have been really cool in 2010. I think it's going to be less cool in 2019. I suspect YouTube will have the same kind of uh, prescriptive model wherein... You'll still be posting videos to YouTube potentially, but you will be less likely posting to a main channel on YouTube that anybody can source and be more selective and only uh, posting content to people that you want to reach or that want to reach you. So these are my predictions for moving forward is that I really believe that we're going to see a, a localization of sorts in social media, that we're going to return back to more of a one-to-one peer-to-peer model of communication and social media and less of this kind of broad spectrum blast. Now, how does this matter in your career path? Well, as we talked about before several times, is that you know what you post on social media currently today and moving forward is forever. There's a permanent record of what you put on Facebook and Twitter and the like. Now, I would say that in the career realm, the way this is applicable is if you think of it like the LinkedIn effect. LinkedIn, by design is designed to help you connect with people that you know professionally and that know you and that this builds a network of associates um, that you could draw upon for networking through work so i think linkedin in that regard is probably the first medium to really take this seriously and saying you don't want to connect with everybody on linkedin you don't want to just accept every friend request you get you only want to link in with people that you know that you want to be associated with you And I think this is kind of akin to the landline analogy again, that you're only going to pick up the call if it's somebody you know. If your phone rings and the caller ID says unknown number, you're probably less likely to pick up that call than if it says it's somebody that you know that you want to hear from. So I think we're going to see more of that too. I think we're going to see more closing in of the ranks in social media sharing. People are not going to share quite as much personal information as they have in the past. There will probably be a lot of content going up, but not as much as revealing content. And I suspect that if if you're smart, you will not be putting as much revealing content up yourself. I would start closing your ranks and being a little bit more specious about what you what you communicate online because you don't want to be the last person out there that doesn't know that the party's over and you're still wearing the hat, right? So don't be that guy. Um, 
I think that um, optimizing your LinkedIn profile and using LinkedIn is the best way to uh, market yourself uh, for a career path is great. But don't forget that Facebook and Twitter still count. Instagram still counts for getting your message out there. But maybe start thinking in terms of not trying to collect followers for followers' sake and not trying to get likes for likes' sake. Try to get really good quality followers, get really good quality likes on your stuff and get people who are really invested in what you're doing because you're doing it, not because they want you to follow them back, which is an empty promise. I hope that makes sense. So um, that's my thought for now is that um, I really want us to start thinking critically about um, looking at social media more as a one-to-one peer-to-peer association and less being concerned about being a popularity contest. I think we're moving away from that model of if you're not popular on social media, you don't count. And that if you're an influencer, that the influencer markets will become much, much more niche. That instead of just being an influencer market for cars, you'll be an influencer of specific types of cars or a specific model of car. Or instead of being an influencer for knitters, that you'll be an influencer of knitters of scarves only or socks or what have you. So take that for what it's worth. I hope you find this useful. If you do, I'd love to hear from you. As always, you can reach me at getmemichaelmack at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at getmemichaelmack. That's all I have for now. Have a productive week and I'll see you online.